the Feast of All Saints. This feast day that we celebrate all of the saints, saints past, saints present, and saints yet to come. How all of our, all of our stories and our lives, how they're knit together in one fabric, the communion of saints, the body of Christ. You know, this, um, as we were getting ready for this Sunday, I wrote the worship commission, the leaders of our parish who helped to shape the liturgical life, the worship life of our parish, and I asked for their nominations for saints, for our litany of saints. And they came out with all of the names we just sang, including these Pittsburgh saints, Roberto Clemente, our own John Thomas from this parish, Rachel Carson, all of these saints, representing the saints, the saints that this parish, that all of you hold up as the examples of the faithful life. I want to talk about three of the saints on the litany today as an example of the saintly life. The first is Hiram Hisanaro Kano. He's one of the last names on our list. He has a, there's a personal connection to him. If you remember our intern this summer, Mia, she was married at the end of the summer, and now her last name is Kano. Hiram Hiraso Kano was her husband's great-grandfather. He immigrated from Japan in 1918, and he moved to Nebraska. There he studied at the University of Nebraska, getting a master's degree in agriculture, eventually going on to be a farmer. In the 1920s, there was a law that, there was a law that was proposed by the Nebraska General Assembly that would, that would prevent people from Japanese ancestry to own, law, own land in Nebraska. And Hiram, he led an effort, a community organizing effort in order to oppose the law, including speaking before the Nebraska General Assembly. He also was a Christian convert, joining the Episcopal Church. During this time, Bishop George Allen Beecher recognized his talents and took a special interest in him and over the years asked him to be a lay missionary at first and then to be ordained a deacon and then a priest here's his picture right here in his vestments on Dece december 7th 1941 hiram was celebrating the eucharist at Our Savior Episcopal Church in North Platte, Nebraska. After the service ended, police arrived at the church and arrested him. They arrested him and detained and interred him, along with thousands of people of Japanese ancestor, ancestry from across the United States during the Japanese internment in the Second World War. He wrote 
we have committed no crime, yet we were imprisoned and our human rights taken away. This was truly an unendurable humiliation. At the same time, this camp was indeed the work given to me by God. While interred, I made a firm resolution to go about God's business. Later he wrote, God gave me five churches, referring to the five internment camps Hiram was moved to throughout the war. In each he preached and he prayed and he pastored with his people. He again and again reminded those those who were with him of Japanese-American ancestry, that their ultimate dignity and worth could not be harmed. In a sermon he preached, if we live here with hopes and with goals of building the kingdom of God, we should never have any fears about being hurt by others. We do not need to be fearful. In God's eyes, were Americans. People remember his ministry too, about how his sermons and his worship services drew all people to them. The Japanese inmates, the soldiers, and the guards. About how they all sang and prayed together and listened to the story of a great peacemaker named Jesus from a man who looked like their enemy. Kano was given a saint day by the Episcopal Church's General Convention. October 24th is the day he is remembered. The second saint I want to talk about is from Holy Scripture. Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene, who was a follower of Jesus, who toured with him, who scripture tells us helped provide for his needs. She was one of the witnesses of the crucifixion. When everyone else had abandoned Jesus, she and a few other women all stayed there, stayed there around him, witnessing his death. And as the gospel tells us, she was also the first one there to find the empty tomb, the first one to experience, to see, to know the risen Christ, the first person to be an apostle of the risen Christ, Mary Magdalene. You know, it's interesting over the, over the generations, I think the power of this woman scared authorities in the church. You know, other stories that aren't in scripture began to rise up about Mary Magdalene, about how she was sinful or a woman of ill repute, somehow tarnishing her reputation. I figured that she, she threatened the patriarchy, the power of Mary Magdalene. And so we remember her as a saint, as an apostle today. 
And last, Pittsburgh's own Fred Rogers. This is in my office. Fred Rogers. You know, a few weeks ago, um, someone from the Fred Rogers movie came, um, came by St. Paul's to talk to me. He wanted to rent the parking lot. They ended up taking the Lutheran's parking lot across the street. Um, but while we were talking, he saw, that, he saw that picture. And he told me about how the, the, the people who work on the set all gathered with um, Joanne Rogers um, right as they were beginning to film the movie to hear from her, Fred's widow. And he said that he was, that she, she said that he was really, she was pretty clear that Fred would never want to be known as a saint because that would differentiate him from other people. But I figured he's so important to us, we have to claim him in this way anyway. Fred, who said to each one of us, I like you just the way you are. Fred took that early, early new invention television that was beginning to be used in order to sell children's things and to make scary stories, and he began to do something else. He began to use it to teach about kindness and love. Inspired and driven by his Christian faith, Fred shared the good news. He created and told the story of this neighborhood. And it wasn't a neighborhood that was some kind of idyllic, utopian, fantasy land, but it was a place where real things were talked about, where issues of sadness and death violence and race were all discussed. A neighborhood based on our own Squirrel Hill, known so much violence over the last week. Fred's neighborhood. You know, one TV producer said that Fred took everything you were supposed to do on TV and did the complete opposite. And in sowing, in so doing showed us love. So here's some Fred Rogers quotes. There are three ways to ultimate success. The first way is to be kind. The second way is to be kind. The third way is to be kind. Love is in a state of perfect caring. It is an active noun like struggle. To love someone is to strive to accept that person exactly the way he or she is right here and now. And a quote that's perfect for All Saints Day. Parents are like shuttles on a loom. They join the threads of the past with the threads of the future and leave their own bright patterns as they go. And most of all, you always make each day a special day by just being you. Fred Rogers. All of these saints, their stories, 
They're stories, they're examples of the impact of a single life. The impact of a single life on the people around them, on a community, and on the entire world. You know, when I look at these stories of the saints, I always see one thing in common, that we remember them as saints because they were people of their context and their circumstances. They were put in a particular place in a particular time, and they just did what they thought was right, right then. They're regular people, like you and like me. Regular lives were able to be the change they wanted to see in the world. You and I are like these saints. You have an impact. I have an impact. We have an impact. Just like these saints, an impact on the world around us. An opportunity to share love, to share kindness, and to be this change in the world. So Meg, Tessa, and Audrey, you're going to join this club. <laughs>